Hello, everyone, and welcome to an exciting AnyLine interview coming to you from the AnyLine headquarter office in beautiful Vienna, Austria. Joining us today, we are honored to have Professor Dr. Christoph Steininger. Dr. Steininger is a virologist, infectologist, and internist at the Medical University of Vienna, as well as the man behind Austria's new Lead Horizon COVID-19 test kits, available nationwide for home testing. We sat down with Dr. Steininger to discuss everything COVID-19 related from what we're currently doing here in Austria, as well as around the world, to the many solutions that are out on the market, and finally, what you can do at home to best protect yourself, your family, your friends, and make it through this difficult time. Enjoy this great discussion with Dr. Steininger, and we'll see you on the other side. And welcome to an exciting AnyLine interview. We are here at the AnyLine headquarters in beautiful Vienna, Austria. Joining us today, we are honored to have Professor Dr. Christoph Steininger. Dr. Steininger is a virologist, infectologist, and internist at the Medical University of Vienna, as well as the man behind Austria's new Lead Horizon COVID-19 test kits, which are available nationwide for home testing. Dr. Steininger, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks for the introduction. Absolutely. It's a great, pl great pleasure having you here. I know the team was very excited, so we appreciate your time today. So we'll jump right into it. The topic of the hour has certainly been COVID-19 with how people are learning to adapt to a new normal, uh, dealing with whether uh, direct or indirect effects of the virus. We're seeing varied solutions on the market around the world, whether they're testing or tracing, um, really a wide variety. And it seems to be mixed on how to best handle this in the future, especially as we continue to see this not really ending anytime soon. So as a well-respected member of the medical profession, certainly here in Austria, but of course around the world, how do you see the situation with COVID so far? How are we doing? Yeah, as you mentioned, we are in a totally new situation and we never expected such a, a situation before. That also means that we have to develop completely new uh, approaches to tackle that uh, situation. And uh, there has been tremendous diversities of um, new instruments, techniques, approaches developed the past months. And that's a very positive thing as we see that humankind is very creative and uh, find solutions even to difficult problems, even under enormous time pressure. And um, what we also learned from that development is that there won't be one single solution to fit all uh, difficulties. Uh, so we need many different solutions and uh, use them wisely so that we make our world safer and uh, improve or develop a new normal with th these tools. Absolutely. So speaking on that, many solutions out there, from your experience, have you seen something that is proven to perhaps be more successful than others? Is there a trend that we're seeing in all of these varied solutions? Well, definitely there are trends uh, for different solutions and we see 
many different solutions uh, being used in different situations. Uh, for COVID testing, we see different strategies of different countries. Uh, some countries try to detect every single infection and then trace them back, which is uh, the way it is handled in most European countries. In some countries, like in Slovenia, where uh, the resources are completely overwhelmed, they stopped to trace every single infection and they uh, follow different strategies according to available resources. And for most uh, approaches, uh, the PCR method, the detection of virus in clinical samples from patients is used to trace those infections. Absolutely. So coming back to Austria, keeping things close to home, of all these solutions, how can we better mitigate the effects of COVID? How, how can we do better? Well, we as a, a population and we as scientists, uh, we can stand together and uh, uh, stick to the recommendations of the health authorities to keep distance, wear masks, wash our hands, use sanitation. That's the most important thing. And in, t in addition to that, it's important for health authorities to trace back every single infection so that uh, people who are infected may be quarantined and then stop further spread of the virus infection. Absolutely. The unity is a great point. I think we really need to come together, as you mentioned, and that. It's the only way we can move forward. So I love that point. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. So let's talk about the lead horizon COVID test kits because it's an, a great accomplishment, something you certainly must be proud of. Um, now for the audience, obviously these are available at local BIPA mm -hmm. uh, and it's been approved by the health ministry, which is a great accomplishment and something we were really happy to see and proud to see. But more recently, we've also seen that these test kits are now available in other European hotspots in Belgium and the Netherlands, which is a great accomplishment as we slowly spread through the EU and hopefully gain some traction there, which is really great to see. Now, from your perspective, I would love some insight on the impact that you're seeing that the test kits are having uh, with your initial success. Yeah, we are actually indeed proud on this development um, and it changes the an important part in medicine uh, of diagnostic medicine um, traditional approaches for making a diagnosis of a virus infection is that you um, have a doctor or a nurse and they take a sample from the patient um, send it to the laboratory and then it's then tested um, we changed that tradition by uh, developing a new process that allows lay people to collect the samples by themselves, um, send them to the laboratory by themselves. And by this, uh, you have a process that allows to allows doctors and nurses to focus on other more important uh, tasks than to collect clinical samples. Um, and this uh, basic principle that patient or the customer himself collects a sample uh, became possible by the by a completely new process which we developed that process is based on a mouthwash um, which is recommended by who for example as an appropriate sample for diagnosing covid19 and 
um, around this central um, mouthwash collection, we have a digital uh, process uh, where the customer is guided through the process of mouthwashing. We have a personal identification software which checks that the person um, is indeed the person who is supposed to collect the sample. And then there is a video process that starts with a uh, sample collection and ends with a package packaging of the sample just to make sure that there is no misuse of the process and taken together uh, all these components are uh, packaged in a small box which is available for example at uh, pharmacy uh, stores convenience stores uh, but that's just a proof of concept uh, in that respect it's meanwhile also used by health authorities in Austria. Um, it's integrated in diagnostic processes for um, for um, tracking of infected people. And in addition to the named European countries, we hope that within a week we have FDA approval in the US and then it will become available also for US population. would be amazing. Yeah, having that would be... <laughs> something that you would almost be speechless. That would be amazing to have and make a huge impact. I love the fact that it's, I mean, so simply packaged, but you're really taking advantage of devices and the digitization of it makes it much more approachable. I think for a lot of people, are you finding that because it's with the video walkthrough and the gargling method, uh, it's less intrusive and perhaps just less, uh, yeah, less scary, I guess, for most people. Absolutely. And um, as uh, silly it may, it, it may sound, the big task here was it to make it as simple as possible, the whole process. Uh, and the advantage of using mouthwash over nasopharyngeal swaps is it's much easier to take. It's much more convenient. It's, it's at least as reliable as uh, a nasopharyngeal swab, you don't need a nurse or a doctor to take it. And that means you save a lot of personal resources. You don't need the doctors and nurses anymore. They can take care of the patients. Um, as we have a digital approach where the customer enters all his important data into a web app, um, no laboratory personnel, no medical doctor has to enter that information into some Excel sheet and you uh, save a lot of money, a lot of time. The whole process takes a maximum of 48 hours from sample collection to uh, transport in, into the lab and then testing and reporting, usually just 24 hours. And that saves a lot of time, a lot of money and a lot of lives. Yeah. Gets people to use it much, much easier, yes. which is the goal. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. So touching on that digitization factor then again, and, and you just mentioned it, but using mobile devices to help identify people quicker than perhaps manual entry, which is, we know common to mistakes and slower processes. So what prompted you to want to go that direction straight away by using the technology available to us today? Well, there were several reasons. Uh, one important reason was that we always were of the opinion it's very important that you connect uh, the 
self-collection with a personal ident identification process because uh, what we definitely wanted to avoid was misuse uh, of the whole process. Um, and that was the big challenge to develop uh, such a technology. And we are very glad that we uh, found this partner, Eleline, as these partners have a very far advanced uh, technology software, which allows to scan personal identification cards, which is already in use at the police forces in Austria and other police uh, forces. And we used our process connected with the AnyLine technology already for a pilot project uh, at the um, Department of Internal Affairs in Austria. And uh, police officers in Austria used our test kit and they were very happy with that. Uh, as it's simple, it's um, very convenient and it's safe uh, against misuse. Yeah, there's very little barriers to entry to use it, which is nice. It's simple. I mean, everything simple seems to work best. And this is a, yeah, a proof of that exactly with something so complex and so feared by many to make it so simple is absolutely, yeah, well said. So taking a step back and looking at this more from a top level perspective, do you see that digitizing these certain aspects as you've proven mm -hmm. is the way to handle perhaps this pandemic on large or future pandemics even, or future situations like this? Definitely. It will be our future uh, for many parts of medicine. And we already saw this process some years ago. Just think about radiology and there are already um, uh, computer learning um, programs that allow um, software programs to analyze chest x-ray scans and as we see that um, these are even more precise than the human eye um, and there are many other examples in modern medicine where digital solutions improve medicine and take away load for uh, workforces workload from doctors and doctors now can focus more on their patients so that's a good thing in medicine and that's a very important development in diagnostic medicine that's that hasn't arrived so far and we are to my best knowledge the first company that ever developed such a technology or such a solution and i'm very much convinced that this is the future also for diagnostic medicine um, and our test kit is developed in a way that you may not only diagnose COVID with that, but also other virus infections like influenza, RSV. There are many viruses that may be diagnosed with our uh, process. Yeah, I, when you spoke about the radiology, we had a computer vision meetup a few weeks back where we had one of the local Vienna radiology companies speak about AI and how it's helping them to do better. And as you said, take tasks that don't need to be completed by people anymore and allow those people to do better things, make them more situationally aware in the process that they are involved in. seems to be industry-wide. Absolutely. And um, another example is, uh, it comes from pathology. So pathologists uh, have to uh, look through the microscope and uh, look at histology samples. Um, it's a very 
hard work, you have to focus very much. And the current problem is that we have a massive shortage of pathologists, in, not only in Austria, but whole of Europe and probably also in the US. So it's very hard to find a pathologist for that work. And now there are AI solutions that do that job for the pathologists. And that's a very important thing here because now the pathologists can focus on other tasks that may not be done by AI. Absolutely. Yeah. Using people with the intelligence and with the right experience to continue to push the boundaries rather than get stuck on menial tasks that shouldn't be done by them. Yeah, absolutely. So taking a slight left turn, staying sort of on topic, uh, I'd love to look at the importance of efficient movement. And we're seeing that a lot these days with the borders being put back into control and long border lines. Uh, I remember, was it spring break trying to go to Slovenia and it was like a three hour long lineup. Um, Things that are inconvenient for most and living in today's age shouldn't be an issue. And we see it with getting tested, how long that can take going to a location or with the vaccinations this fall, even of the lineups that we're seeing in some of those cases, mm. really archaic methods in an age where we have the technology to move past that. So heading in that direction, you know, we're seeing our, uh, our ID solution again, being used in the e-inf pass here in Austria to help with vaccinations in the healthcare industry. Um, but as someone who's a part of this movement, who's a part of the solution moving forward. Are we progressing? Are we making significant steps forward? I mean, we've spoken about it briefly, but from your experience and as, as part of the solution, do you see us taking big enough steps at this point? Well, you, you know, you are asking probably the wrong person as um, we are the innovative guys who would like to see changes very rapidly and making progress very rapidly. We are those early adopters who like to see new technologies and use them immediately because we, we want to see development. Um, but in that situation, we also have to be realistic. Uh, early adopters have to look back to the bigger markets, to the bigger crowds and find the right arguments to convince uh, the masses. And that's very important because uh, it doesn't help anyone if you have a great solution to a problem and cannot communicate the solution and cannot convince people. And that's currently, currently our big challenge and our big task to prove to the most critical person that our solution is actually very helpful. And that's just fair because that helps us to improve our approach. That helps us to tweak some minor things. Um, and we appreciate that feedback. Uh, so that's an important um, stage in a development of a very innovative product uh, and very normal as I see it. That the more innovative a product, that the harder it is to convince your neighbors that it's a big solution. Absolutely. I can completely relate. Yeah. Taking big steps is always the hardest part. And for others to give into that and perhaps taking smaller steps is more maintainable in the long run. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, 
big steps, small steps, as long as we're all moving in the same direction, as we spoke about earlier, that unity and trust and taking those, those risks, initial risks is, is where we're at today. And the situation sort of brought us to that point. Absolutely. Yes. So we spoke about a few other uh, healthcare industries that are taking advantage of some of this technology with digitization, but how can others, whether in this industry or perhaps other industries take advantage of what you've discovered with the digitization factor, um, going through this process, what can others take away? Well, we opened a new door uh, in the world of diagnostic medicine, and I hope and I expect that others will follow suit in different uh, areas of the same uh, part of medicine. Um, and uh, that's one innovation we, which we developed, but we are already thinking about new projects, new innovations, and it's a lot of fun to have the opportunity to develop innovations and to uh, stick together our heads and bring together bright ideas. Absolutely. No, completely well said. So as a final note, and perhaps the most appropriate way to wrap up this great discussion is to give our audience some actionable takeaway steps on what they can do to minimize the effects of COVID-19 uh, on their lives and help us as, as one move forward. So again, from your perspective and as someone on the inside of the industry, uh, what would you suggest that individuals like myself or other team members here, people around the country and the world, what would you suggest that they do individually to help take those steps? The most important aspect here is that you stick together and you take care of your neighbor and your family. Uh, and you can do that by uh, wearing masks, keeping distance, washing your hands. Uh, these are the basics and these should be applied every day, everywhere, uh, and um, should guide your uh, life for the next months, definitely. Another part here is, which is very important for me, that we should not rely entirely on the perspective that we will have a vaccine soon. We have to be prepared for a plan B if we don't have a vaccine within the next half year or year and uh, be able to develop a new normal even without a vaccine. And everyone has to reconsider his lives and his uh, circumstances to develop together a new normal, even if we are not successful with the vaccine development. So really preparing for, hoping for the best, preparing for the worst, but ultimately taking care of ourselves and those around us by using the precautions that are already recommended. Well said. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Good. Well, that wraps things up. Thank you so much for being here. We really, really appreciate your time. It's an honor to have you. Any final thoughts you'd like to share with the audience? Well, thank you very much for the invitation and um, stay healthy. Stay healthy. Yeah. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay classy. It's the, it's the <laughs> thing I keep sharing with the team at every chance. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. 
What a great interview. It was a pleasure having Dr. Steininger in the AnyLine headquarter office to discuss COVID-19 and all of the things that we can be doing to get through this together, as Dr. Steininger said, with unity. We appreciate you all listening in, and hopefully you were able to take away some very valuable points on what you can do to keep yourself, your family, and your friends safe as we move through these challenging times. Again, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the very next AnyLine interview.